That's right. Because one of the guys who is joining us now as we take the walk back down 2003, Cakes, Cupcakes, <laughs> all kinds of cakes are now in his day. We take a look back at week two of the 03 season with a friend of Foyer, Roosevelt Colvin, with Gresham Foyer, and he's with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, Roosevelt Colvin, good to talk to you again, sir. How are you this morning? I'm doing all right. I, um... I I didn't really um, understand the song you were playing. I thought that was the Super Bowl Shuffle for a second, but then I was like, "No, nah, it doesn't sound like the Super Bowl Shuffle." It um, was uh, it was from but, the old wrestler, the Junkyard Dog, who in the '80s came yeah. out to a song called "Grab Them Cakes." And since you are correct, correct. yeah, the king of cake, I figured it would work. Yeah, it, it would it would it would have it would have worked you know wonderfully, but you know, we've closed the bakery, so that doesn't even apply. Uh, anymore. Well, I mean, but if, if <laughs> but if I go back to two thousand and three, you know, one of the things that Rosie would do was you know like you would put in cake orders, so like it's it's your yes. it's your wife, right? That you would it was I always I always got the red velvet cake. That was that was my yeah. go-to red yeah. velvet cake. It was Christian's go-to. Yeah, red velvet. Tom was chocolate with uh, yellow cake with chocolate ice. Yeah, so yes, I I do see where the application comes <laughs> in, and and I would be king of cakes, and I and I appreciate that, and so uh, I will allow that to, um, to continue it'll, on. It'll um, stand good. You want to play. Uh, what uh, what was your favorite cake? Uh, Chocolate, yellow cake with chocolate icing was always my favorite because that's what my mom used to cook when I was a kid. Same. Um, but I wasn't really a cake, um, uh, like a, a big fan of the cakes. Now, the cakes were delicious. I was more of a cookie fan, and Tiff really made the cookies at home because at, in that time, in 2003, we hadn't opened the actual location. So she would make stuff for me at home all the time. So I would get you know specialty treats. Um, that you know, Christian and the team wouldn't be able to have access to. So <laughs> I do know, remember there being guy. a plate with the cookies on it too. By the way, though, there was like a yes. like a sample like plate of cookies that was like quickly devoured. Was that on the Domino's table? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Christian wasn't a Domino guy. No, and, and it, he, ne- he never was. A, and if he did play, he was never any uh, good at, at it. Any type of significance. No. Yeah. So he he would never made the power rankings at all. Listen, when I use Domino's, I use them to make those little like little mazes where they, they, you stand them up and then you push one down. And oh, it's like yeah. A do- yeah, domino effect. And you're, you're, well, and you're trying for a Guinness World Record in uh, doing some of those. Well, Rosie, uh, I don't. I know that you've talked to Christian a little bit. We are doing a 20th anniversary look back on the 03 championship season, and we've hit week two of the regular season going back. And unfortunately for you, that had to have been a bittersweet <laughs> time because yeah. you, you did get injured in Philadelphia. But, Rosie, if you can, I want to walk backwards from there a little bit. How did Rosie Colvin, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots kind of all come together for you to join the team? Was it a long process? Was it easy? Kind of walk us back to the beginning of the marriage with you and the Patriots. Yeah, so uh, I'm actually looking at my – I'm in my office looking at my calendar right now, and I have it – it's in my calendar, 20th year anniversary to breaking my hip. Um, and so today, <laughs> the 14th, <laughs> the day I broke my hip. So thank you for uh, bringing, me, bringing this up. But anyway, long story short, if you want me to make it short, but, um, you know, I was in Chicago, uh, had a great um, three-, four-year run in Chicago. It was myself, Brian Urlacher, another guy named Warwick Holman. We were sort of like a young core of linebackers. I had a great season, um, three or four seasons, really, um, double-digit sacks. And so what happened was the guy that was a weak side linebacker in Chicago named Warkholman 
they had the infamous checkbox situation. And so if you don't know this, you know how it works, you know, when you tender a, a, a restricted free agent, you have to check certain boxes on their contract. And I don't know if this was done purposely or not, but they didn't check a box on Warwick's contract that made him a restricted free agent. So basically he could go out and negotiate, and he was a free agent right away. And so it kind of put them in a, in a situation where they were going to lose – potentially use me and Wark and then had to negotiate Brian Erlacher's first-round contract the next year. So um, I was the odd man out. Wark found a contract. They matched it. Um, so that next year I was a free agent. Um, as In my free agency, uh, I had, you know, three or four teams that were, you know, key interests, Detroit, Arizona, Jacksonville. Um, there was another team, and I can't remember who it was. Um and I and I wanted to go somewhere that you know that was indoors or warm climate, right? I was I've been in Chicago for years, and the moment free agency opened, my agent said, "Hey, you know, Bill, you know, Belichick in New England wants you to come out there. He wants to talk to you, yada yada." And I said, "No," <laughs> I literally told him no. And the only reason I said no was because I said because when he said Bill, I said, "Is this the dude that comes from the Parcells coaching tree? Like, is this the same guy that was with the Giants?" And he said, "Yeah." I said. I said, nah, man, if the stuff I see on TV, if he's like Parcells, I'm not going through that, man. So I'm not going to be cussed at and yelled at and all that stuff. And then I said, New England is on the East Coast. I said, the weather's probably worse than Chicago. I said, man, I'm not even going out there. So I told him, I said, I, said, I don't really want to talk to Bill. So I pushed that off, went on like two or three visits. I came back home, went on another visit, and I was in Jacksonville. And my agent said, hey, man, look, Bill really wants to talk to you. And he said, "You just," he said, "Rosie, you at least got to take the phone call." So I took the phone call, talked to Bill. They got me set up for a flight. Um, Christian, uh, appreciate this. Miss Nancy, mm-hmm. uh, the wonderful lady, Miss Nancy. If anybody knows, you know the Patriots organization. She, I think she's still there. Yeah. Um, set me up on my flight uh, to come out. She set me up with a hotel. Um, was wonderful in the communication. And when I got to New England, it was I don't even remember what it was. It was probably. It had to be, you know, nine or something like that in the morning. Um, you know, we're, we're we're talking March, I think, is when around the time it was when free agency begins. It was gloomy. They picked me up in a. Uh, it was a. Uh, do you remember Sean, the scout Christian that used to be there? Yeah, I Black do. Guy used to, yep. Um, yep. So so Sean picked me up in a. I don't know. He was driving like a '95 white Ford Taurus, mind you. Every other visit I've been on, it'd been a stretch limo. Um, you know, they picked me up. It was a first class, you know, ticket. You know, I was first class. So I get to New England. I get to Boston. I'm in a 95 Taurus. Sean's got, you know, McDonald's cups in the car, old random clothes. They're driving me out there. I'm looking at the side of the highway. There's trash everywhere. Now I get to the stadium. Nobody's there. Uh, Bill's in there. Well, not Bill. I meet Bears. Bears meets me at the door. The lights are off. He gives me like a five-minute, you know, breeze-by tour. Hey, here's the locker room. The lights are off. Didn't even turn the lights on. He takes me upstairs and says, this is where the club level, you know, your family may sit here and shows you some random pictures of some guys on a wall. Come back down some elevator, and we go straight to Bill's office. And I sit there in Bill's office for like an hour, and we, we go over film. We look at film. He's like, what are you thinking here? What do they call here? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, where's the steak dinners? And, and you know, where's the, the – like, I went to Detroit. They had my jersey. They gave me a Detroit Lions jersey with my name on it, 59. You know, they had my, they had my picture on the Jumbotron in the state. None of that, right? 
I get back to the hotel. Mind you, I think the hotel is like the residence in mm-hmm. in Foxborough, which is fine, which is great, awesome place, awesome staff. Um, but every other place I've been to, five star hotel, you know, I mean, it's you know buzzing, you know, bar and all stuff. I get back to the residence in. I call my, I say, hey man, get me out of here. This is not, this is not where I want to be. And literally, uh, talk to Miss Nancy and say, hey, is there any way you can get me on an earlier flight? And I think Miss Nancy worked it out, got me on like the first thing the next morning. And uh, long story short, man, um, they end up coming with the best financial package, and it, be, and it ended up being the best best decision in my life to to come out there and be a New England Patriot just so because. We- I was able to learn and do some things that I probably wouldn't have never done anywhere else. So, like, with all that being said, with because I feel like your story is similar to mine, minus the financial package, um, like not, <laughs> not, not wanting to. I didn't. I heard same thing. Rosie heard about Bill. Wanted nothing to do with it. Tried in everything I nothing. could. Wanted nothing to do with it. Right, and was so wrong. Was so wrong about Bill about mm-hmm. the experience. So. Like, so obviously the financial package was obviously significant enough for you to just, you know, trust him, right? Because was there anything that he said to you in that meeting that led you to believe that he was like a man of his word? So um, the only thing I really took from the meeting, to be very, very clear and honest with everyone, the only thing I took from the meeting was it was strictly about football. Um, and, and I specifically told my agent, I, when I told him, I said, Hey man, give me, this is, this is not where I really want to be. But I told him, I said, unless they come up with a financial package that makes sense, then, you know, let, let's try to figure out how we can manipulate some stuff to go somewhere because I'd rather be closer to home, closer to my family, like Detroit to, to Indianapolis is like, you know, five or six hours at the most, you know what I'm saying? I think, um, Tampa was a, you know, was an easy flight, but it was warmer weather. So I was, you know, I was trying to go to places that I felt I was going to be, you know, wanted Arizona was, you know, awesome, right? You're in Arizona, you know, great climate, you know, new team, new stadium, all this stuff. And I just told him, I said, financially, if they can make it work, that's fine if they come up with it. And they came up with it, but at the end of the day, when I, when I was meeting with Bill, I felt like it was all about football, which is what everybody has come to know him, know, know of him and the Patriots organization. And, um, you know, we, we looked at Giants film, right? We looked at Patriots Old film with Giant the current film? roster. Old school yeah, giant like film? like LT stuff. Like, look, like Christian, when I came there, I was, I mean, I was coming off a of twelve. I was coming off a of ten sacks, and I only had one arm. So I had high expectations when I came when I got out there. Like I was, I was playing off the ball linebacker. I was I was out of position, and I'd go play nickel. You know, to rush in. So for me to be able to think, okay, man. I never thought about being in a similar role to a Lawrence Taylor, right? Guys that I played a video game on. I'm not trying to say that I was going to be Lawrence Taylor, but at the end of the day, that was my expectation to put up those types of numbers. To, you know, no less ten sacks would have been a blink of the eye, and uh, in my personal opinion, from what I saw and while I was feeling in the meeting, you know, put, you know what he showed me with, you know, guys like Big Mac and Willie McGinnis, and then um, you know they had Big C was there. <clears throat> um, there were there were just a lot of things, and then he, you know. You know, try to try to try to you know un- help me understand what my role would have been, and um, I took away from the meeting that it was about football. Everything was about football, and that I was go- I was one of the pieces that they were looking for to try to, I would say, get him back to a defensive mindset that he had or has always had, specifically when you know when he's with the with the Giants and that whole you know you know regime, um, and and look for you know, that type of style of defense. So we're talking to Roosevelt Colvin as we look back at that 2003 Super Bowl season. And we had Scott Pioli on uh, last week, you know, because he obviously, you know, <laughs> started the season, you know, and he, 
he didn't go into into detail like you did, but it was important for them to really, really establish a really good defense. And and I would ask you this because I remember that year before Rosie, the, the we played you, the Patriots played you in mm-hmm. what was uh, yep. the Illini Stadium. I don't yeah, know what right. it was called. I hated yep. that stadium. The turf sucked. Yep. And I remember, yep, it did. I remember you know, dismissing you as a player. Uh, I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. I, I remember not studying as much as I should have, and I remember being mm-hmm. like, "Wow, it's hard. It was harder to get off the line than I thought it should have been against you." Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Crap!" I, I remember talking today. I was like, "Well, we really like didn't study enough on this guy because uh, you know because you were much better than we anticipated you being." Do you think that had anything to do with their, I guess, a- affection for you? Most definitely, and I would say, I would say, just because of who Bill is, um, do not think for a second that any pending free agent that he's playing against that previous season, he's not taking a note in scouting. Now, that, again, he they're, they're going to do their scouting regardless, but go out there and 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 kill it, and you're shooting up the charts a little bit, regardless of what team it is. But specifically for Bill and them, if you're a needed piece, and so. Um, there were a couple of different factors too that uh, you know I, I I never really got the the story from, and, I, and the next time I see this, these people, I'm gonna ask them. But Jerry Angelo was the GM at, in Chicago at the time. He and Bill were good friends. I won't say good friends, but they're friends. Um, I saw Jerry like ten years ten years late after I retired because I was doing some work here locally for prep, some, some pre draft work for St. Vincent's, and I asked him. I said, Hey, man. You ever gonna tell me what happened? Like why? Like why didn't you want me back in Chicago? And he said, he said, Rosie, I did you a favor. I t- I called Bill and told him you really like this kid. So that game in Champagne, which you know you guys cheated us because I was on the team then. David Patton, the infamous, he you know the the toe tap in the back of the end zone inbounds. Um, he he was not inbounds, Christian. Inbounds. Don't do that. Absolutely. Um, at the end of the day. I was hyped for that game for two reasons. Um, one, we're playing on turf. Two, we're playing Tom Brady, the you know, former Super Bowl champions, all this other stuff, all that, you know, all the, you know. And cause I, this is before I met Tom, and Tom was so cocky to me. I just, I didn't like cocky quarterbacks. And then I got to see my old buddy Matt Light again, right? So, I, you know, me and Matt used to go at it and practice every day. I'm talking about every day at Purdue. And so I was so geeked. I was like, there's no way these dudes are blocking me. So that's and why you're at a different got, level. See, I knew it was something. Oh, I knew it was something. Man, it, was I, like, it was another man. level in that game for you. It was different. It was, it you know, was. It was definitely it definitely was an okay. extra notch. And then I saw and then I saw they had tight ends that really <laughs> didn't even know what they were doing from a pass pro stamp. I was like, this is going to be cake. I could I could at least four sacks this game, right? And so uh Well you're right about that. I'm, I'm bobblehead. I'm bobblehead. There's a, there was a tight end. I can't remember. I can't, it was hard for me to pronounce his last, last name. I, I used to pronounce it Ferrari, but he was, I think he was number 88. I yeah. used to bobblehead him on the line of scrimmage. Stop. Then I took the, the tackle. Was that you, Christian? Stop. Was that your last stop, name? Stop, stop. He, uh, so he used uh, a bobblehead. Yeah. So, so Rosie used a bobblehead move to turn himself into a Ferrari. <laughs> Listen, Rosie, you should have given me a piece of your contract because I was uh, Bill hey. thought so highly of me. For you to have a good day against me must have meant something, okay? So you're hey, welcome. I, hey. I actually was like, uh, I did you a favor by by sleepwalking oh, yeah. through my prep for this game? Who's Roosevelt hey, Colvin? He's got a weird first name. 
Check this out. Check this out. And I and you and you specifically, and then you try. Like me and Dan were pretty cool, but you and then Ben Watson specifically. When I got there, and then when Ben got there, you always wanted to make it hard in practice. And I know now. I know the reason why because you were holding a grudge against me, That's and right. you probably said something to Ben in the meetings like, "Hey, man, I know you're a rookie, but go after this dude right here. You want to make sure you go after him." Like, dude, you didn't have to make it that hard in practice. Like, there's a thing called brother-in-law, and we could have got away Frozy. with. So that is like, crazy. We, crazy. we were we were rehab buddies. Like you were rehabbing yeah, your exactly. hip, and I was rehabbing my yep. knee. And I was like, right. we have to do this again. Like I mean, no, we were rehab buddies. Remember, like oh, like one on ones again with Rosie. It was like just you and I in the bubble doing like one on one blocking drills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's they, the good old days. Good times, but um, I, I I do think that they'd have a a, a little bit of a. Um, I'd say a little bit of significance in the signing, just because it gave it gave Bill and the scouting department an opportunity to see me up close and personal. But um, uh, great, great, that was a great season for for us when it just came. To, I mean, for me personally, just because I was able to accomplish a few things, and then I was, you know, moved on and, and got the opportunity to come out there to New England. Wow, and uh, and it ended up being uh, six years here at New England and a couple of Super Bowl rings and. Uh, Rosie Colvin, a part of our 2003 championship breakdown. It is the 20th anniversary. And I will say this, Roosevelt, Foyer's memory from 20 years ago, pretty good. Pretty good. You'd be surprised. And before you let Rosie go, like, Rosie, so what Gresh does with me a lot is, like, you know, I wouldn't tease me, but, like, yeah, like, my kids get scholarships, and they're good in sports, so they're all playing oh, in the college level. listen. This guy, <laughs> there hold on, is, this guy's got super sperm. No, I don't know what it is. You both you guys do. in the Colvin family. You both do. Uh, no, no, this You're is. You're deflecting no, Fourier. No, no, listen, I got more kids than him. That's the, that's where I get them. I have more. I have more, physically more kids than him, so I get them by the numbers. But his son and his daughter, who's playing volleyball, like legit, like how is your son doing? By the way, like is he? Man, is he... Miles is Miles is doing awesome. We actually, um, as soon as I got off the phone with you, uh, me and Tiff are headed to Sam's. We got grab some 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 supplies, but we're headed up to Lafayette today because Raven has a volleyball match uh, today and tomorrow. Miles is on his freshman year. I think he'll be the youngest. Youngest freshman in college basketball this year at 18, uh, just turned 18, um, has an awesome upside. Coach Painter in the program, um, they do a great job with developing kids, but um, he has a unique opportunity. He has, already has a lot of pro interest um, scouts that are talking, and they're going to be showing up on campus here soon. So we're excited about you know what Miles has to come for him. Man, we're just blessed, bro. Is like, that tall guy still there on that team, that big tall guy for Purdue? Zach Edia. Zach, Zach is, Zach is coming back, so we got Ooh, a really good shot. At, tournament um, time. At Making it long term now. The tournament hasn't hasn't been great to us Purdue folks basketball wise the last couple of years, but uh, we're hoping that Miles is is that difference and uh, and we'll see we'll see what happens. But um, we're we're excited. We're very very fortunate to be in the position that we're in, man. And uh, we're we're looking forward. We're actually, and, you know, crazy thing is tomorrow, not today, but tomorrow, Raven plays Willie's daughter. She go Willie's daughter plays middle blocker at USC. So um, I don't know how much she gets in the rotation, but. Um, but USC comes to West Lafayette. They're they're actually there now. They play Illinois today, but they play Purdue, uh, Purdue tomorrow. So great times in the Colvin household, man. Like I said, um, looking forward to getting back out there. Time finally retired, so now they want to you know start doing stuff for you know twenty years and twenty five years or whatever it may be. So hopefully I'll be back out that way a few times that I can see you in person. I think the last time we saw each other, Christian was at a a signing or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and then before that, we and before that it was it was both at a. At a in the line of duty, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we were, yeah, we were getting physicals and stuff. Yeah, 
Well, Rosie, the door is open if you uh, make it back this way to come uh, sit and spin some tails. Roosevelt Colvin talking to us about uh, everything 2003. Thanks for the time, Roosevelt. We appreciate it. Great walk down memory lane. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Good job. Thank you. There we go. Rosie Colvin with us on the uh, Harbor One Hotline.